Greetings. I hope you are well, and I pray that you are happy. My name is Father John, and I want to welcome you to this podcast, which is simply a daily boost to set your heart on the path of love for God and love for one another. We spend time praying a psalm, hearing a scripture passage, and then I will share a brief reflection to lift our spirits and discover perhaps an idea, a thought that challenges and assists you towards spiritual growth and a strong dynamic conviction to accept and follow Jesus. These reflections are not meant to be scholarly, but rather a spark of love and light for the journey. And now my friends, close your eyes and open your hearts. Psalm 118. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love is everlasting. Let the house of Israel say, his mercy endures forever. Let the house of Aaron say, his mercy endures forever. Let those who fear the Lord say, his mercy endures forever. I was hard pressed and was falling, but the Lord helped me. My strength and my courage is the Lord, and he has been my savior. The joyful shout of victory in the tents of the just. The stone which the builder rejected has become the cornerstone. By the Lord has this been done. It is wonderful in our eyes. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us be glad and rejoice in it. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love is everlasting. Today's reading is from John's Gospel, chapter 20, verse 19 to 31. On the evening of that first day of the week, when the doors were locked, where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in their midst and said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. The disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit whose sins you forgive are forgiven them, and whose sins you retain are retained. Thomas, called Didymus, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. So the disciple, the other disciples said to him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands and put my finger in into the nail marks, and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. Now a week later, his disciples were again inside, and Thomas was with them. Jesus came, although the doors were locked, and stood in their midst and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands and bring your hand and put it into my side. And do not 
be unbelieving, but believe. Thomas answered and said to him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Have you come to believe because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and have believed. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples that are not written in this book. But these are written that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that through this belief you may have life in his name. My brothers and sisters, I, I have a difficult time looking at Thomas as some sad case, doubting Thomas. I would be lying if, if I did not have an, my moments of doubt. Call me then doubting John. I remember when I was with my mom on her deathbed, I remembered saying, is there really a God? Why is this happening? What is my life as a priest really all about? I gave you everything. Ah, oh, this might, must be a waste of my life. I sought counsel from another priest who offered me healing and helped me to, to snap out of it. I remember receiving the Eucharist. And I give thanks to God because I am still a priest today. But thinking of that priest, hearing my confession and forgiving me, I came to realize the power of mercy. Recently, a person asked me, Father, how can you expect me to believe in Christ when I see so many Catholics who are so mean-spirited and so negative, so divisive? I told that person to focus on your relationship with the Lord. Put your anger at the foot of the cross. Open your heart to the Lord's mercy. If we simply allow our lives to be dictated by others, or if we look for excuses, then we will never know true peace. Mercy. That word has been coming to my heart more and more these days. Mercy comes from the Latin word misericordia, which is composed of two words. When we hear the word cordia, we might think of a cardiologist and cardiac. It means heart. And the first part, misery, refers to suffering. Mercy then means to, to have a heart for those who suffer, for those who doubt, for those who are angry, for those who struggle, for those who are grieving, for sinners. Today we hear Jesus came and stood in their midst and said to them, peace be with you. Jesus said those words not once, but several times, peace be with you. And peace be with you does not mean, hey, good to see you guys. High five all around. Peace be with you 
is an outpouring of love, a, a love given to them in his wounds. He showed them his hands and his side. He said, receive the Holy Spirit whose sins you forgive are forgiven them and whose sins you retain are retained. Mercy. Today, my friends, is not so much about Thomas and any of our doubts, my doubts. It is about divine mercy. Jesus did not condemn Thomas for his doubts. Rather, he helped to make his faith stronger. I reflect on Thomas literally placing his finger in the wounds of Jesus and experiencing the outpouring of grace, my Lord and my God. Today is about divine mercy, an attribute of God. Saint Pope John Paul the Great wrote in Divis in Misericordia, the Bible, tradition, and the whole faith life of the people of God provide unique proof that mercy is the greatest of the attributes and perfections of God. God loves you and me so much that he gives us his only begotten son who poured his life on the cross for all of us. Blood and water gushing forth. The cross is the greatest act of mercy. A beautiful saint, Saint Faustina, had a profound conversation with Jesus himself and hears Jesus's voice. Jesus told Saint Faustina, I desire that the feast of mercy be a refuge and shelter for all souls and especially for poor sinners. On that day, the very depths of my tender mercy are open. I pour out a whole ocean of graces upon those souls who approach the font of my mercy. The soul that will go to confession and receive Holy Communion shall obtain complete forgiveness of sins and punishment. On that day, all the divine floodgates through which graces flow are opened. Let no soul fear to draw near to me, even though its sins be as scarlet. Today, my friends, is that feast of mercy. We are called to take our doubts, our sins, all of our sins to the Lord. If you have a chance, go to confession. Contrition is crucial. If you have a chance, receive Holy Communion. Now I say if you have a chance because unfortunately, because of the pandemic, many people still are not able to go to confession or to Mass to receive the Eucharist. If you are not able to go to confession, please make a sincere act of contrition. My God, I place all of my sins before you. Oh my God, I am heartily sorry for having offended you. And I detest all my sins because I dread the loss of heaven and the pains of hell. But most of all, because they offend you, my God, who are all good and deserving of all my love. I firmly resolve with the help of your grace to confess my sins, to do penance, 
and to amend my life. Focus on your life, your sinfulness. Say those sins to the Lord, not what everyone else is doing or not doing. Embrace God's love. And if you can't go to communion, then make a sincere spiritual communion. I came across this beautiful prayer from the Vatican News by Cardinal Raphael Mary de Val. He said, at your feet, O my Jesus, I prostrate myself and I offer you repentance of my contrite heart, which is humbled in its nothingness and in your holy presence. I adore you in the sacrament of your love, the ineffable Eucharist. I desire to receive you into the poor dwelling that my heart offers you. While waiting for the happiness of sacramental communion, I wish to possess you in spirit. Come to me, O my Jesus, since I, for my part, am coming to you. May your love embrace my whole being in life and in death. I believe in you. I hope in you. I love you. Amen. My brothers and sisters, in all of this, the prayer I invite you to, to say over and over again as a powerful mantra, Jesus, I trust in you. Jesus, I trust in you. Thomas moved from doubt to a real trust in Jesus, my Lord and my God. And Jesus calls all of us to open our hearts to his outpouring love, his outpouring grace. Jesus, I trust in you. Jesus, I trust in you. Jesus, I trust in you. Have a great day. Be sure of my prayers.